Hello everybody and welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies. Today's day 23 of the season of The Witch. And today we're talking about British horror. Specifically we're talking about hammer horror. Um, hammer horror is something that I happened upon in my 20s and I loved because in a way it was like the next step of the Universal Monsters. Um, because a lot of the movies are this have the same characters as the universal monsters but it's not to say that's all that that hammer studios was known for um so hammer studios is actually was actually started in the 1940s and i mean they did like most film studios not like universal only did horror movies um they did lots of different lots of different um you know genres they, they did film noir and they did um dramas they did comedy sci-fi movies uh but what really propelled them to fame was in the mid 50s when they started really doing horror movies and the first ones that they did that really kind of got the ball rolling were um these bbc um so straight to tv uh quarter mass sci-fi horror movies you know and from there they kind of started gaining steam and of the main monsters the first one that we got was Frankenstein, played by Peter Cushing. And now I know when I talked about the Universal Monsters, specifically Boris Karloff and um, uh, Bela Lugosi came up a lot, probably just as much we, I would talk about Claude Rains and um, Lon Chaney. So Hammer Horror has kind of a similar thing. So the two biggest actors and the ones that are probably most synonymous with Hammer horror movies are specifically Peter Cushing and um, uh, Christopher Lee. So Peter Cushing, who played um, you know Baron von Frankenstein or Doctor Frankenstein in plenty of movies, and also Van Helsing in the um, the Dracula movies, and Christopher Lee, who played the monster and other uh, creatures, and most famously the role that shot him to stardom, which was that of Dracula. We also had some other people um, that have been somewhat important in Hollywood or that were also synonymous with Heimer Horror, including including Ingrid Pitt and um, Michael Goff, who I think, at least I know him from being in um, the Batman movies the, from the 80s and 90s. Um, David Prowse got his start in Hammer Horror, as did Oliver Reed. David Prowse, who, of course, was the body actor for Darth Vader in the original Star Wars trilogy and... Um, uh, Oliver Reed, who went on to a very successful career from, um, you know, up until um, Gladiator with Russell Crowe. But as I mentioned, the movie that really kind of got things going for Hammer Horror specifically was The Curse of Frankenstein, starring Peter Cushing as Victor, Fr Victor Frankenstein. And the great thing about these Frankenstein movies, because um, it led to a series is that the real main character of these movies is Peter Cushing. It's Dr. Frankenstein. The monster is important, or the creature, as it's called in, in this movie. Um, and in this movie, uh, the creature is played by Christopher Lee. And I said the real appeal of this is that this is the first time that we got to see those universal monsters. Uh, at least that's how... Not that that's what they were saying, but I mean, it's like this idea of, of seeing the universal monsters in color instead of black and white. And there's definitely an appeal in that, in seeing, and also updating not only 
the makeup to make it gorier looking, which the makeup of the creature is flat out disgusting compared to, you know, the iconic look of um, um, Boris Karloff in, you know, the Frankenstein movies as the Frankenstein monster. Um, and on top of that, we get to up the violence and up the sex appeal. So everyone wins. Um, and because these are British movies, they weren't really reined in by the Hays Code because fuck all that, we're in England, we can do whatever we want. And not that I'm saying that these movies are all out like super violent or that there's just like people fucking left and right. It's still 19, 1950s, like there's still some restraint. Um, but I think The Curse of Frankenstein is just a really great take on um, the story of Frankenstein. It really just, it more or less follows the the story and the main um like I said, the, the, the main focus is on Victor Frankenstein and him being a bad guy because I, I think, especially in, in, in the um, Universal Monster movies, it, it, Victor Frankenstein is someone who has hubris and in that hubris doesn't realize what he does and then is trying to kind of atone for those mistakes. Whereas in The, first, in the Curse of Frankenstein and, and the subsequent Frankenstein movies, um, Peter Cushing is like, fuck yeah, I'm a god, I created life, you, you motherfuckers best bow down to me. So it's a very different take, and um, Peter Cushing is great in this uh, in this movie, and Peter Cushing really is like the um, MVP of Hammer Horror movies. Uh, he came out in a whole shit ton of them, <laughs> playing good people, bad people, I, I mean, as I'm here, he's definitely a bad guy um, in, in the Frankenstein movies, and, and I really enjoy these as well. Um, <laughs> they they vary wildly in quality and they have some really crazy ideas um i mean shit there's one of them where, where peter cushing it is very heavily implied that he straight out rapes a girl um and there's another one where he makes a female creature that just looks like a hot like looks like just a regular hot lady who has the strength of 10 men um these movies are nuts these movies are campy they are well made. I'm not trying to say they look like shit or anything like that, but they are definitely of their time. And I have a blast with that, but I think it's something that I need to point out because I think some people might be expecting, I don't know, um, like modern effects. You're not going to get any modern effects in this. You get some great makeup effects, but this very much looks like something that came out from 1957. Um, as I mentioned, the other big, um, actor in um, Hammer Horror is Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee shot to fame with the horror of Dracula in 1958. Um, and this movie was so popular that it led to all these sequels that, I mean, if I think the Frankenstein movies got ridiculous, um, Dracula basically said, hold my beer. Because Dracula ended up taking, the series ended up taking all these wild twists and turns and just going with all these fucking crazy ideas that... Um, Christopher Lee, even though he was obligated to play Dracula, got to the point where he was basically like, you know what, I need to be in this dumb shit, don't, don't have any lines for me. And there are a couple of movies where he just never talks. Like, he's Christopher Lee, so he has this presence and he'll snarl, but that's about it. Like, he doesn't say a fucking word. But the movie that I wanted to talk about, I don't think this is, like, definitely not one of the best of these Dracula movies, um, but one that I enjoy because it's so fucking ridiculous, is Dracula A.D. 1972. This is a movie where we start off in 1872 with um, Van Helsing fighting Dracula, 
um, amid a carriage that ends up crashing. And in the crash, Dracula is impaled by a a wooden spoke on a wheel and is killed. But um, one of his followers takes the Dracula's at some of Dracula's ashes and um, the stake that impaled him and keeps it. And a hundred years later, in 1972, which is when this movie came out, um, they resurrect Dracula. And so we have Dracula in the modern day, um, which not modern day now, but in 1972. So that means we have 1972 fashion with um, Christopher Lee running around in just like typical Dracula garb, you know, the suit with the cape and everything. We have funky, (laughs) groovy music from the 70s and um, a bunch of teenagers spouting quote unquote teenager shit when they're talking to, um, you know, when, when they're talking with everybody. I think this movie is a blast. It is very dumb, but I enjoy it. And um, we, we even get Peter Cushing come back as a descendant of Van Helsing. And on top of that, we have a character in this movie whose name is Johnny Alucard, <laughs> who is the one that resurrects Dracula. So, I mean, come on, man. Like, with names like this, how can you take this shit seriously? This movie's a blast. Um, I really enjoy it. So... I, you know, because of the success of both Frankenstein and Dracula, um, Hammer Horror, to a certain extent, ended up kind of cribbing a lot of the ideas from um, um, from the Universal Monsters, which is to say that we got a mummy movie from them as well, which is known as The Mummy from 1959, starring once again um, Peter Cushing as John Banning, a archaeologist, and Christopher Lee as the mummy Karras. Now, this is, from what I remember, is just a straight-up remake of the original Boris Karloff Mummy movie, and it's a good remake. Um, much like in um, in the, that original Mummy movie, you know, we have Christopher Lee and Bandages in the beginning, and he actually is bandaged the, basically the whole time, although um, they do the kind of the same effect where his face is uncovered and it's like a desiccated uh, mummy face and this movie's a lot of fun uh, much like in the original mummy movies where Boris Karloff or later mummies would just kind of strangle people this has the same thing although it's much more violent than it was in um, um, in the universal movies but this movie's fun and I, I'm sure that there's probably um, some issue with all of I the makeup, the fact that Christopher Lee is playing an Egyptian character, uh, but I mean that was that was around in the thirties too, um, and this was in the fifties, and not that it makes it okay, but hey, you know it's kind of the way things were, um, but yeah, I mean this is also a movie wherein um, the mummy is, the mummy cares is being used to kill people for not only desecrating um, Egyptian relics but also for um, making fun of their religion. So there's that too. But just like those, uh, just like other mummy movies, it's just, it's just fun. And hey, it's in black and white, you know? So there, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not in black and white. So that there's that. Cause I know for some people that really is something that kind of takes away from wanting to see something. Um, they also have a werewolf movie. So while the Universal Monsters had a wolf man, they just have a werewolf. Um, in 1961's The Curse of the Werewolf, which is the movie that introduced the world to Oliver Reed. 
um, as the character Leon, who, <laughs> you know, we, we, this movie is set during, um, in Spain in the 18th century, and Leon's mother is basically raped um, because she's kind to a prisoner. He then rapes her because, for it, and she runs off into the woods. And later on, she ends up giving birth to, to Leon, and nobody knows that he has been cursed to become a werewolf. So I, I, I remember reading somewhere that this was just supposed to be like a Spanish Inquisition movie originally, and then um, plans changed, and they ended up just making a werewolf movie, which is why we have um, a Spanish werewolf in this and all of that. Um, some pretty cool makeup on here um, for uh, for the werewolf, which I feel like that's kind of how you live or you live or die by that in werewolf movies. The makeup more than anything, like does it look realistic or uh, not? Does it maybe not necessarily realistic, but does it look interesting? Does it have an interesting look, and is it, does it not just look like you're ripping off some, somebody else's makeup? Um, and I think this one's a pretty good one. Uh, the Curse of the Werewolf. Like I said, it's fun. I mean, these, there's not a lot to these movies. They're breezy, um, kind of just check out and just enjoy the um, insanity on screen. And yeah, I mean, like I said, like for Oliver Reed, this led to a um, 40-year career of insanity. So, um, you know, we got that out of it too. Now, that's not to say that... Um, the that Hammer Horror just ripped off Universal. They did have other ideas, and they would go and take different um, sources for a lot of their movies. And a lot of times, really, just the connective tissue was just kind of the supporting actors, and usually having Christopher Lee and um, um, Peter Cushing in them, maybe one or the other or both. And one of the ones that I really enjoyed, which is just kind of nuts, is The Gorgon. Uh, from 1964, in which we have a um, we have this this village in um, early 20th century Europe, where people are becoming um, are being turned to stone, and people don't really know what's going on, but it turns out that uh, Magera, who is a Gorgon, um, and who actually I think I'm pretty sure Magera is actually. If I remember right, Greek mythology, she was um, Zeus's, not Zeus, uh, Hercules's, or Heracles's wife. Um, but in any case, in this one, she's basically, um, Megara is basically uh, Medusa, which, you know, whatever, it's fine. Like, I don't think anyone was really <laughs> worrying about um, being necessarily correct. We, we have this happening in... Um, not in Greece, so, you know, if you want to change shit, why the fuck, might as well. Um, but this movie's just fun just because uh, we have this whole idea of people getting turned into stone, and we literally have people being turned into stone in the movie. Like, well, not literally. Like, you really kill people. But we have people being shown turned into stone, and it's just fun. And I think that's something that I'm just going to kind of harp back to is that these movies are fun. Um, it's a, a different kind of take on horror because we're not we're getting a British um, point of view of it. And we're just getting these great actors who are basically slumming it. And basically we're slumming it for like most of their career um, doing these movies. But I mean, hey, whatever um, drama movies that they didn't make, that that's our loss. But our gain is that we get these um, 
fun, ridiculous horror movies out of it. Um, now, one of the movies that I haven't talked about at all is The Hound of the Baskervilles, which was a Hammer horror movie in 1959, but The Hound of the Baskervilles specifically is a recurring horror movie in the early days of horror. Um, now, this is a Arthur Conan Doyle story with Sherlock Holmes in it. It's one of the... I, I want to say it's one of the first Sherlock Holmes stories. Um, but there are these um, insinuations of all these supernatural elements. Um, basically, we follow Sherlock Holmes in this movie being played by by Peter Cushing as he is... Um, uh, he, he's hired by Sir Henry Baskerville to confront or to figure out what's going on because of the Baskerville curse, which has to do with this demonic hound that comes after and kills the members of the family. Now, I mean, this is a probably more of a mystery, but there's definite horror elements in there. And as I mentioned, I mean, this movie is, this is probably the fifth version that I know of this, of this particular movie that came out up to this point. We have versions from the 20s with like Lionel Barrymore, uh, versions from the 30s with, um, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, crap. What? Uh, shit. It doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, these all these actors that um were important early Hollywood, um, uh, making this movie, and there was other British versions of this movie, um, of this particular story, and I think part of it is just because of those elements. It's something that translates well to film. It's it's a mystery and. You know, having killer dogs that are in this particular movie dressed up basically like Ace the Bat Hound and that kill people, it's great to see. Um, also, I think this is basically, I think this might be the only movie where Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee play human characters in a Hammer Horror movie that end up in a fight. So that's kind of fun to see, just because usually one of them's a monster, whether it be the literal monster, <laughs> like Frankenstein's monster, or um, Dracula himself. Now, that's not to say that just because they had Dracula, that was the only vampire movie that Hammer Horror made. One of the most, or one of the better known ones was 1970's The Vampire Lovers, starring Ingrid Pitt. And Ingrid Pitt, um, I wouldn't say she's necessarily a scream queen, but you can probably make that argument. <clears throat> I, I just, I wouldn't say she's a scream queen because a lot of times she ended up playing like villainous characters too. In The Vampire Lovers, she plays Marcella, which, much like Alucard, is a very terrible way of trying to hide the fact that you're a vampire. In this place, she's playing Carmilla. And this is a very loose, um, once again, a very loose take on Carmilla. Basically keeping the idea of this female vampire that preys on other women. And because this is in the 70s, and because this is hammer horror, really kind of playing up the sex appeal of the lesbian angle, not so much in a they're lesbians, but more in like a, hey, they're lesbians, meaning that we're in, in, we're insinuating that it's women making out and that her turning them into vampires and being, they're being vampire lovers, you know, that's the whole idea. It's in the tin, people. And this movie, to me, it's fun. It's, uh, once again, these movies are just fun. They're ridiculous. And just kind of seeing a different take on it uh, with having a, um, you know, a female vampire instead instead of a uh, male a male vampire. And once again, you know, we got Peter Cushing in this. So, what can what can you do wrong? Now, 
Hammer Horror, its heyday was basically the 50s to the 70s. And Hammer Studios themselves really fell into a really real decline in the 1980s, basically died out as a movie studio. And we didn't get any real Hammer, any kind of Hammer movies, definitely not any Hammer Horror movies until the uh, 2010s. And we ended up getting productions um, and starting with Let Me In, here in, that was released here in America, which is a remake of Let the Right One In, which is a vampire movie that we'll be talking about eventually. And other movies, including The Woman in Black, which was a movie that I really enjoyed. It came out in 2012. It stars Daniel Radcliffe and Molly, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Misha Handley. Although we really spend most of our time with with Daniel Radcliffe. He plays a um, solicitor, which I recently found out means lawyer in England, (laughs) Um, Arthur Kipps, who is grieving the loss of his wife and is trying to look after his son. He ends up being employed to take a job in this remote village to examine um, this home And within that home, he finds this mysterious woman in black who, as it turns out, kills children. Basically, this woman lost her son in, he was drowned in a marsh, and she's seeking revenge by killing other children. Having met Arthur, she targets him and his son specifically. And we end up getting just this like creeping dread, this was very different from what I would expect from a Hammer Horror movie. Obviously, it's 40 years removed from the Haiti of Hammer Horror, so they're going to change with the times. But it's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It ended up getting a sequel, which I haven't seen, um, but I really enjoyed it. And just seeing, um, you know, Harry Potter himself having to deal with a witch once again <laughs> and, being, and not being able to kind of fall back on the supernatural, for me at least, was a lot of fun. And I just... I, I love these movies just because they're a blast to watch. And sometimes I like seeing horif- horrific elements done in this practical, like having these movies of practical effects has kind of this charm to it. And even when they're not that well done or they're not that great, it's almost like the equivalent of horror fast food. And sometimes that's all you need. These movies are, to me, they're a lot of fun, and I just enjoy watching these old-timey monsters. I can just imagine that people from later generations or people that ended up making more horror movies were inspired by these dumb movies, just like people be, um, were inspired by the Universal Monsters and by Val Luton and all these other people. So it's kind of great to see kind of the progression of horror and to have it, to have characters like Victor Frankenstein and The Mummy and Dracula and see the evolution and different takes on them. is always just a lot of fun. And I just love Hammer Horror, man. So that's it for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow.